So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and I am so excited. I've got all my friends, my neighbors, all the people that I hold dear, they are right here with us. We're in Flagstaff, and we're actually, this is going to be the subject of our topic today, um, episode number 23, I believe, of two letters, one word, and that word is no. No. And no, no is a hard word sometimes to say. Especially in business. So we're going to expand on this. So here's what happened. We have kids and, and family, and, and this is what we do as a, we're neighbors. Like, we do life together. Oh, we do life. life together. And we have, we've been having a lot of fun, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had, three months earlier, had booked myself into a very important, um, well, you know what? Hold on. I got a timeout. The first thing is, if you've not done it yet... <laughs> You need to go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. Yeah! Five stars! Jumping ahead. Let's do this thing right, right? Okay, so I want to give a couple shout-outs to the people that just gave me some reviews. So Luke Petraza, right? He says, Corey, thanks for sharing your experience and knowledge in the multifamily world. Lots to learn for me, but your podcast has been an amazing start to my journey. Can't thank you enough. Luke, thanks, brother. Luke. Luke. Two thumbs up, Luke. We love you. We love you, Luke. L and L photo uh, puts awesome. She goes, I love listening to Corey. I have ADHD and I have trouble focusing, but Corey makes it easier with no BS explanation. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Look forward to my first deal. Keep focusing. Yes, sir. So, dude, I get so jazzed when I hear that kind of commentary, that stuff. Like, it, it tells me that I'm on message, that you guys, and, and you care about it. And that's what I, don't, I, don't want, I just want to be real. I don't want to sugarcoat stuff and, and give you all this bull crap, right? I just want to give it to you straight. Like, how do you do this game called apartment investing, and how do you get into that cash flow life, okay? Now, if you've not done so also, if you want to start getting into, like, the hooked into what I'm doing, go to kahunawealthbuilders.com and register for my quick start workshop. This is going to be a nice uh, video series that you're going to live, learn a lot of the, the basics of even how I raise private money, how I've raised multi-million dollars of private money using none of my own money to do deals. Okay? Pretty cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So let's go back. Thanks. <laughs> so we're going to go and talk about what happened today or this week that really um, it solidifies why you've got to say and know and master the word no. Three months earlier, I booked myself to go speak at a, a very prestigious event 
and I was also had a speaking part in that event. And um, as a businessman, I, I obligated myself, right? I, I told the, the person, I'm coming, you can count on me, and I'm going to be there. And that's an enormous amount of pressure because here's what happened. We guys, we all started planning, and we were, you know, spring break is this week. And our kids are getting older, 13, 14, and we don't have very many more years to shape and guide their lives. You know, and not, not to mention my son's uh, finishing, getting ready to play hockey playoffs. And so I was really torn because I've been, I've been traveling for a little bit, and I could tell it was to the point where it's, it's enough, enough traveling. And I needed to figure out a way to stop, right? And so it was a humbling experience, but what I did was I picked up the phone, and I called um, the person that was running the event. I just said, hey, listen, I, man, like, listen, I know I said I was going to come to your event, but truthfully, I have, and I just told them the story of my family, I'm like, man, I'm my, my, my son's dad, and like right now, I'm kind of, I need to be there for him. I need to be there for his hockey, and uh, spring break, and you know, we didn't know all this was happening. And I asked him, I didn't tell him I was going to not go. But what I asked him is, what should I do, right? And because I wanted him to, first of all, I had to get him to understand and feel where I was coming from, mm-hmm. as he's a father as well, right? And so once I did that, I felt like he understood. And at that point, he already knew the right decision. And he's like, Corey, you should not come to my event. What are you even thinking about coming to my event? So it made it a lot easier to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also had another event that was on a Sunday, and I just told them no, because it, was, it wasn't a very commitment. But by mastering the ability to say no, and saying no is hard. It is, especially if you have a, a kind, generous heart, right? Because you have a, I have a servant heart. I want to help everybody. But I know that I can't sometimes, right? And so sometimes you gotta learn to say no. There's some, it's like your kids. You gotta tell your kids no sometimes, damn it. Yep. Right? You know? It's good for them. Yeah, you know? <laughs> hey, you know how it is, like, no. No. Right? And no means no. Right? We all right. understand that. Just no. Right? <laughs> and so, but, and we can do it for our kids, right? But sometimes in our business life, and our, um, I mean, think about if you had a job and your boss like, hey, I want to do this. And sometimes you feel like you, you have to do what your boss tells you. And, um, but sometimes you probably have the ability to say, no, I, I man, I'm not sure. Because if it's not, if it's after hours, if it's something that you don't really have to commit to, why say no, right? Yeah. That's my opinion. Now, here's the other thing. So most of the people that are watching this, you're either in two positions, three positions. You are already a real estate professional and you want to level up. You want to start buying bigger deals. Or you want, you're new to the game, you're just wanting to learn and you come to my podcast and you like it because you're, you're getting some real like meat, not all the fluff. Um, or you're like a working person that works his butt off each and every day and you, the hustle and grind is real. But it's just with the other job and it's for other somebody else and he's making all the money, right? Working for the man. And that sucks, right? How do I know this? Okay, because I'm guilty, because I've been there. I know what it's like to work your ass off, pardon the French, but to work your ass off and like, I mean, I was a restaurant, you remember, I was a restaurant manager. I worked 70 hours a week as a restaurant manager making $35,000 and like giving my soul to this company and I don't, you know, they don't care. I'm just a number. Right? And so I know there's lots of people that are out there that are like that, and, and you want to break free. And so how do you break free from a job? Well, is you replace your income. It's just what you do, right? And there's this beautiful thing called real estate. And I used to think, a limiting belief, that was when I started that you had to have 
lots of money. I, I looked at investors and said, that guy has lots of money. That's why he's successful. And I never thought I could do it myself, right? But that all changed the day that I learned how to raise private money. See, OPM, other people's money, can set you free. And that's what set me free. Once I discovered how to raise private money, everything changed. Because then I could do multiple deals with multiple uh, vendors, with multiple people, right? And I started learning that the power is really not in real estate. I used to think the money was in real estate, but I, I really don't believe it's in real estate anymore. I believe the money, like the true money is in the money. You hear me say this, the money's in the money, okay? <laughs> it's the ability to attract capital from other people, and because people have money problems. We're just talking about it today, right? Yeah. You're a pilot, Dave's, Dave's a pilot. Been a pilot for a long time, right? Yeah, pretty good time. And you know, retirement's gonna be coming down the road. And so and there's lots of people like that. And so you work all your life to have a retirement income. And we're talking about, what were you afraid of? Not having enough money to retire. Not having enough Running money. out of money. Yeah. Running out of money. It is a for real deal. <clears throat> and I'm telling you, there are thousands and millions of people out there that feel the same damn way, okay? And so, now, you gotta ask, where are they gonna get their advice from? Where are these, most of these people gonna get their advice from on how to retire? It's gonna come from a stockbroker most of the time, okay? Or, you know, or they're in their 401k plan, but once they retire, they're not at the job no more. Do you think they want their money in their 401k? No, so they roll it over to a stockbroker, okay? Now, on Wall Street, let's just take a test, okay? I want you, I'm showing you the way to the money right now, is that if you were to ask anybody out there, say, hey, what's a good return? What's a stockbroker going to tell you? Now, I'm not anti-stockbroker. I'm just telling the business because I used to be one, okay? Believe me, most of them are trained salespeople. They get paid a commission for taking your money. Be wary. <laughs> now, if that's the case, if, what's, a, what's a good, like, let's talk about, a, what's a CD pay? Anybody know what a CD, what's a CD pay? A good one? Less than, yeah. less than that, two, two, two to three percent. percent. No, no, CD doesn't pay like maybe 0.01. Uh -huh. Like barely enough to make, it's like a money market. Like it's a, you can go broke safely, right, in a CD, okay? Because like inflation is 3%, we'd all probably agree to that, right? Because gas prices keep going F up, right? They do. And like cost of groceries ain't getting any cheaper, right? We're just talking about groceries, right? That's a real deal, we all experience it. Yet our paychecks, it's hard to get a raise, damn it, right? <laughs> and so, like, that's a rhythm. Really, so a, a CD, if it makes less than 1%, you're losing 2% every year safely for safe money, right? So that's not an option. So what else is out there? Well, let's talk about, like, uh, we're called, they're called bonds, right? In the stock world, they're going to say, oh, you need a bond or a bond portfolio. And what they're really trying, because in retirement, you've saved all this money for what? To give you income. Right? Mm -hmm. And what you really want to do is to be able to live off the interest. Right. Most people want to live off the interest. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, if you don't have enough money and you're starting to have to, and you're only getting a 0.5% or whatever return, you're going to start eating into that principle. And that's where, that's when people get really scared of, I'm going to outlive my money. Mm -hmm. It's a very real concept. So there's bonds. So bonds maybe pay three to four percent, <laughs> right? Then there's also what's called junk bonds. Junk bonds. Um, will pay a higher yield, but they're junk for a reason, okay? Meaning they're high risk. And with your retirement money, you're not willing to risk anything. Like, you just don't. I just, because we will never forget, none of us will ever forget 2005. I was a, a financial advisor in that, when that market crashed, 
or 2007, 2008, when it crashed, right? Every investment that I made with anybody went to half. And, I, and these people were getting like, they were turning 65 and retiring that year. And they, they were just, they were crying, man. Can you imagine what that felt like? Your whole life, you've been saving your whole life. And one event that you have no control wiped out your money. And now you are really, I, I cannot save my way to, to get out of this, right? Because now you got to take the money. And once you start taking that money and you don't have that principle, it, it, it snowballs. Okay, so that's the real reality for people out there. Now, here's the great thing about what I'm teaching, okay? With apartment investing, we offer financial solutions, okay? This is why I never sell anything. I don't have to. What I do is I offer opportunity. See, I help people's money grow. And I do it in a very consistent way that makes a lot of sense, right? So here's how our investments work inside of what I teach, right? Is on average, usually when we do it, an apartment deal, we're going to pay a 6% preferred return, okay? Now, 6%, what does that mean? That means if you gave me $100,000, Dave, right. every year, you're going to get paid $6,000, okay? Simple math. I like simple math. We can understand that, okay? Now, it's how many $100,000 chunks do you have, and you can times that times the number you have them, and you can get an income stream. And then you say, well, can I live off of that, right? Pretty simple. But 6% is far more than anything out there in the current, what a stockbroker or anybody could offer you, right? That's a, that's a real deal. Would you guys agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't even know I'm talking about this shit, so we're, just, we're kind of doing it off the cuff here, right? But that's, oh, we're on, that's we're real. on you. Okay? 100%. Can I get an amen? Yes. We love you, Corey. So if that's the case, if that's the case, so and we pay quarterly because, see, what most people, when they're in retirement, they want to schedule their monies, right? They like paychecks. And so if we pay quarterly, that means they get an income stream. An income stream is very important in retirement because that's how you're gonna pay your bills. And you wanna turn on as much income stream as you can so you never have to touch your principal, okay? And 6% is by far, probably the best money you can get out there, right? Some people pay more, but for my investments, we pay six, okay? Now think about this for a second. If you only got six. That would be a pretty smoking deal, right? Consistent income, right? But here's the thing with apartments. We pay that 6% usually based on the cash flow because, like, we have these 100-unit buildings and uh, your tenants, they pay rent every, what? Month, right? And, like, our tenants expect rents to go up and we never disappoint them. <laughs> and so... Yeah, even if it's a $15 nuisance raise, right? We're going to raise the rents each and every year, right, for each new lease. And so that's, that's how we raise the income. And we're going to hold this property for normally five years. So our investments work, we hold them for five years. Why five years? Do I, why are you holding for five? What's, is there something magic about number five? Yes, there is, okay? Here's the, here's, here's the number five. Year number one, we fix all the broken crap, right? We take this big property, and it takes about a year to fix all the broken crap because we buy distressed assets, meaning they have some things that are broken, they're wrong, or that the other owner just didn't ever take care of. He deferred it. He didn't do it. So we fix all that crap. Year two, we fix all the broken tenants. 
right? <laughs> and the tenants are the ones that, those are the ones that we never want to be in our property again, right? We are going to start upgrading because we fixed everything and made it nice and shiny, and now we can attract a better tenant profile, okay? So that's very important. And then the next three years, we uh, really try to ramp, we, we try to optimize, we're optimize our rent growth potential and keep our expenses as tight as possible, right? And so, and because we have perfect financials each and every month, guess who pays a lot of money when we sell that? Because we're gonna sell the property, right? So five years, we buy it, hold it for five years, and we're gonna sell. And when we sell that property, guess who likes to buy it? Other investors. Real, uh, real yes. estate investors. Yeah. Other investors, or like family office. See, Wall Street, what, they, what Wall Street money out there, what they like is a consistent rising income story. And because we have a three years of, of solid operations plus the two years that we fixed stuff, right? We show a very solid, consistent track record. And they'll overpay and pay us a lot of money for that, okay? Now, when we sell that, we're going to usually give our investors another 6%. Wow. Right? So now that's a total of 12. And like 12% each and every year consistently is like, so if you were just banking on the income and now you get a growth, and income, it's a growth and income story. And everybody loves growing incomes because guess what? Our price of gas and groceries keep going up too. And so if they reinvest in our other upcoming deals, they will start rising their income, right? And so that's a long story to say no, right? I know that's a long story to say no. Our kids are the Wait, what was the time that you had to say no on an apartment deal? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So, and sometimes no in life means like, when you want to help somebody. So I, somebody called me and one time and said, Corey, I got, this, I got this deal. I got this apartment deal. You got to go look at this apartment deal. So I, fly, I spent all my resources. I go fly out there. He, and he gave me some of the numbers and we underwrote it. And it, was, it, it said, our numbers told us that we'll go do a site visit. Like it was good enough to make a warrant a trip. But when I got there, I'm looking at this property and dude, it's in the wrong spot. It's kind of like in the war zone. <laughs> There's a lot of foot traffic. And a lot of foot traffic around apartment complex during the day, meaning ain't nobody got what? Jobs. Ain't nobody got a job, right? And if they got a job, how are they making money? Ain't gonna pay the rent. They're, they're gonna, <laughs> well, well, and if they are paying the rent, it's doing because they're doing something illegal, yeah. right? <coughs> and that is a hard thing to solve, especially when there's a grocery store, like this little convenience store right by the property. And like, that was like, because I did, I went there at night. We, we got there and like, let's yeah. go out there at night because the first thing you always do when you go up on a property and you go visit a site visit, you got to look at it at night just because you will see a lot of things mm -hmm. that no one will tell you about, mm -hmm. right? And so as I'm doing my night inspection, I'm like, dude, there's, I mean, we was, I think we saw a drug deal. I know we did. There was a drug deal that went down for sure. I know we did. I saw the swap. And like, you're like, oh my God, did we just see that? And the right. hanging shoes on the... No, it gets <laughs> better. It gets better, okay? So... She's over the power line. Uh -huh. Yeah. She's over power Yeah, line. oh yeah. So it's, I mean, it's Crackville. So, and here's the other thing. So now we're walking the units, walking the sled. I'm like, show me your oh worst units. I want to see the very worst. And they're, they're showing me these one. There's this one. I'm like, what the hell is this? There's the toilets yanked off. And there's a pipe going into it. Right? And, and then the pipe goes... There's a bathtub right here. The pipe goes up and across the bathtub and, and through the wall. I'm like, what in the hell? Where is this going? So I'm like, I got to follow. It's like a mousetrap. Right? It'll follow the thing like, where the hell is this going? So I'm opening up the other doors. Oh, the cheese. I go into this thing and then 
dude, there's this another, this pipe goes along this big hallway, and it goes all the way up to the second floor. And so this was a handyman hat job. Somebody's plumbing was not working in Unit 205 or whatever. And so they decided the workaround was to take the plumbing and go all the way down and bust a wallet into the toilet of this other one that was working properly. Let's not fix the problem. Let's just Mickey Mouse it, right? And dude, so I'm like, oh my God, how many things are, are, will we never find that's a potential bomb that could blow this property up? And so it was dead on arrival. But the guy that's selling me this deal, he thinks it's amazing. Corey, this deal, I want to do this deal with you. It's amazing. It's amazing. And he's, he believes it. Okay? Now, at that moment in time, I had to give him some education. <laughs> because he was asking for my opinion for a reason, because he was new, and he got starstruck about I might be able to buy a deal, which happens for a lot of people. They get into it and they see a deal and they will, st all they see is a working deal. And they never, and whatever roadblock or something that comes up that should be a roadblock or something that should make you alert, they always look past it and they keep on looking at the, like, no, it's still right there. And they get farther and farther away. It happens all the time. And they get fixed on like, this is a deal and it's not. And um, so I had to give them a dose of reality and say, dude, no. No. Two no. Words. One word. He's like, come on, but what did I like? I listen. And I finally had to get forceful. I had to say it in such a way, like, this is not a deal, dude. Don't talk to me about it again. I'm mean, because like you're gonna make me mad. Right? And um, so he finally he, he took the medicine. It was hard for him to take the medicine, right? But it's hard to say no to, like to hurt someone's feelings. Because I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but I also wanted to help him out from making a bad, bad decision. Right? And so, here's the thing. For anything that I'm teaching, there's only a couple things that really should matter in life. Right? Really. And so, I want to... Hey, where are my kids at? Kids! Kids! Where are kids? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Come on over. Oh my gosh, look at all these beautiful things. Take a very good look at what you're seeing. Because, dude, very rare, very rare, there's times in life when things come together, where families come together. See, we did it purposefully. We've been doing this thing for almost 11 years, right? Mm -hmm. We've, our kids have grown up together. We've neighbored together. We've been neighbors. Our we've kids been the, have bathed together. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been the right neighbors. We've, we've, championed, we've championed each other's dreams and goals. We've always tried to push each other to be successful and help them. I've always been there for their kids. When you need to watch my kids, you can come over. I'll cook for you. We've all, this is the tribe. Okay? And if it's not that, then you shouldn't do it. Like, to me, sunsets and palm trees, friends and family, is the only thing that's valuable. Because in this day of get rich quick and money, uh, make money, make money, make money, 10x this, 10x that, right? That's not what it's about. It's everything that's behind me. Yes, sir. That is everything you'll ever need to know. If you, if you like this podcast and you want to learn, right, this is why. Because this is what I believe you should be creating is friends and family and help them along the way. Guys, I'm telling you right now, all you have to do is believe. Put your mind to whatever you want to do. If you want to learn this thing called real estate, follow my stuff and you just 
don't quit. Don't ever, ever quit. I'm promising you, you will become successful. Because remember, in life, if you first believe it, you gotta believe. But if you believe it, your paradise is possible.